0: The War Years episodes are part of the series In the Shadow of the Abbey. They recount the real challenges of life in Bissom Village following World War I, 1918-1924, to 1924, and are sourced primarily from the local parish reports which were published each May, reflecting on the events of the past year. They covered all aspects of life on the Bissom Estate. These were written by the Reverend Farrer, who was the Vicar of All Saints Bissom, From 1899 to 1924. Episode 4, May 1920. Inaugural dinner at the Institute. The first two minutes silence. Women's Institute comes to Bissom. Football club success. Expansion of the Bissom Institute. New billiard table, and ladies join the club. Reverend Farrar reflected on winter 1919 in his report of May 1920, commenting,
1: I tried to make this letter short without much success. There are so many subjects which require mention.
0: He apologised that there was little method or order in his report.
1: There is, I'm afraid, very little order in it.
0: The choir was in good voice at that time and comprised around 15 people, including both Frederick and George Harding. The Farrars were involved in all aspects of village life and entertaining at the vicarage was a key part of that.
1: It was a great pleasure to Mrs Farrar and myself to welcome once again the members of our choir to a dinner at the vicarage in the autumn.
0: Victorian vicarages were built with this in mind. Thoughts of the war were still very present as men were still returning. November 1919 was the first formal commemoration of Armistice Day. On the 7th of November, King George V had issued a proclamation, which called for a two-minute silence to be held on the 11th of November at 11am. All locomotion should cease, so that, in perfect stillness, the thoughts of everyone may be concentrated on reverent remembrance of the glorious dead. It was reported that everything and everyone stopped, buses, trains and factories halted, Electricity supplies were cut off to stop the trams. Wherever possible, even the ships of the Royal Navy were stopped. Workers in offices, hospitals, shops and banks stood still. Schools became silent. Court proceedings came to a standstill. And so did the stock exchange. The minutiae of everyday life ceased completely in what the Times described as a great awful silence there had been no instructions about where people should observe the silence. It was assumed that everyone would simply pause at their tasks, but most chose to go outdoors to stand silently in a public place. 11th November 1919. Two minutes silence. Remembrance and prayer at 11am rang Big Bell. In London, Whitehall, the new cenotaph, from the Greek words kenos and taphos, meaning empty and tomb, provided a focus for the grief of the nation. The London Evening Standard reports, still to this day, the casualties and deaths in the First World War have not been surpassed for Britain, even in the Second World War. The service on October 31st for Lady Vansittart neills Guild of Perseverance for men who had been on active service in the war was well attended and Reverend Farrar reported good attendance at Easter.
1: A hundred and thirty-three people attended the services on Easter at the church, the highest number since 1914, when it was 129, and it was remarked what a large proportion of the communicants were men.
0: Reverend Farrar notes that Bishop Paget last held confirmations at Bissom in 1908 and 1911, and hopes that these will resume. Although 19 candidates were presented at Marlow on the 17th of March, the school was running well under the leadership of Mr. H.A. Jones with around 100 pupils. Major and Mrs. Fordell Phillips kindly invited the whole school to tea at Stony Ware at Christmas time.
1: It is scarcely necessary to say that a very happy time was enjoyed by all guests and that their kind thought in giving the treat at their house. Was thoroughly appreciated.
0: A women's institute was started in Bissom.
1: These institutes have proved a great success in many places, and Mrs. Paget gave a most interesting description of the methods and working of the scheme at the Abbey on April 22nd, 1920,
0: which resulted in 40 women becoming members. Mrs. Paget was Elizabeth, daughter of Sir Henry and Lady Florence, who married Captain Paget. You can find out more about them in the Abbey History episodes. In fact, baking demonstrations by the WI, such as those of cakes raised by vinegar instead of baking powder, were part of government attempts to persuade the population to focus on homegrown ingredients. Rationing had been introduced by the Ministry of Food in July 1918 and did not finally end until 1920. The rainfall for 1919 was 27 and a half inches, 5 inches in December, bringing the total to about the average. The winter was a warm one.
1: A great mercy with coal so dear and not easy to get. February and March were genial and the cuckoo was heard as early as April 9th, 10 days earlier than usual.
0: All flowers and fruit trees were three or four weeks earlier than in spring 1919 and we had no serious floods. Reverend Farrer, as a keen grower of roses living on the riverside, would have been aware of both these aspects. It seems that the football club did finally get started again.
1: We congratulate the football club on winning the Wargrave Cup for the third time.
0: Previous wins were in the season before the war, 1913-14, and in 1910-11. This was very good for village morale. Thanks to the economy of the management of the peace celebrations of May 1919, covered in episode 3, a sum of over £47 was in hand after all the bills had been paid. This amount, it was decided, would be given to the Institute towards the expenses in connection with the new room, and for the framed photographs of the soldiers who gave their lives in the war. The Bissom Club and Institute was established in 1888. It was to play an important role in the village for the next hundred years. The Institute was built on land given to the village by Edward Neal Esquire, who became its first president. He inherited the Bissom Estate in 1885, and took a warm personal interest in all that concerned the material and social welfare of his numerous tenantry. He was married to Sarah Farrar. Yes, indeed, there is a connection with the Reverend Farrer. He spent much of his time in Manchester, at the headquarters of the co-operative movement, leaving his family living at Bissom. Find out more about him in the Abbey History episodes. The Bissom Club and Institute The rules of the Institute tell us 1. The Society is a working man's club and shall be called the Bisson Club and Institute and its registered office shall be the club room, Bisson, in the county of Buckinghamshire. The objects of the Society are the promotion of mental and moral improvement amongst working men, providing them with the means of social intercourse and rational recreation. 2. The subscription shall be sixpence a month or five shillings a year, payable in advance. 16. The club room shall be open daily, Sundays accepted, from 12 noon to 10pm, and shall consist of 1. A general room for reading, games and conversation. 2. A library and reading room, where silence shall be observed as far as possible. 18. That ladies shall be admitted to the library and literary advantages of the club.
1: Reference has been made to the new room at the Institute. Sir Henry van Neil most kindly presented a billiard table to the club.
0: It seemed doubtful whether it would be safe in the upper room there. Also, it would occupy most of the available space.
1: Then, Sir Henry agreed to build a new room to house it and to make other much-needed improvements. This work was carried out and a dinner inaugurating the new wing was held on Saturday May the 15th,
0: 1920. The menu for the inaugural dinner comprised roast beef, baked potatoes, boiled potatoes, spring cabbage, lamb and mint sauce, followed by tartlets, cheese, watercress, ale and minerals. The annual general meeting was held at this event too, before the new wing was declared open by the President, Sir Henry Van Startneel. According to the programme, there were a number of songs performed as part of the celebration, including There's a Land, performed by Mrs. A.W. Barnard, gold medalist. (laughs) Mr. Hill proposed the toast to the President and George Harding, Secretary proposed one to the Vice Presidents. Major Fordell Phillips replied on their behalf. Mr George Harding, Secretary, addressed the membership.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you will remember that last year our report was of very pessimistic nature. We had just emerged from four years of war and the Institute had suffered very much in that time. Our membership had fallen to 27 and our balance sheet showed an adverse balance of over £13. However, responding to our Special Appeal, our President and Vice-Presidents helped us splendidly out of the difficulty and we thank them for their generosity, also the Peace Committee for their grants. We are happy to be able to hold this meeting in the new addition to the premises, which we thank Sir Henry for having built and I hope it will prove a boon to the village. The membership has increased from 27 to 84. The billiard table presented by Sir Henry has proved a great asset to the club. Since its installation, it has brought us in the sum of 11 pounds, 10 shillings and 10 pence. The whist drives and the dances that have been held have been well patronized and have all brought in profit to the club. Dances have been held weekly, and whist drives monthly throughout the winter. The Sick and Benefit Society had a prosperous year under the direction of Mr W.M. Lawrence and Mr. J. Howard. This society has now thrown open its doors to ladies as well as gents, and the membership is now 87. I will close by thanking everyone who's helped the Institute in any small way during the past year.
0: A good time was had by all. The new wing was on the left-hand side of the old building and was a corrugated structure which was very cold in the winter, meaning that a fire was needed. The fire was normally lit by one of the Shaws. The Shaw family lived in number 31, which was next door to the Institute. Old George Shaw was the coachman at the Abbey and he retrained to be the chauffeur when the motorcar arrived. The social club was an important aspect of the Bissom Institute as it provided support for villagers when they were out of work. There was no government safety net then. Once opened up to ladies and with the addition of the new wing, the Institute became the venue for many local events. To close his letter, Reverend Farrow reports sadness that Major and Mrs Fordell Phillips were leaving Bissom.
1: They had so quickly made themselves at home among us that we feel we are parting with quite old friends. With thanks of the parish, together with my own, and to all who have helped us in so many ways, I must conclude this long letter. I remain yours sincerely, W. Farrer.
0: Thank you for joining me today. Listen again to find out what happens next in the war years. Discover more about the people of Bissom in the Village Stories and the Abbey History episodes.